0: This is The Fundamental Podcast. You're listening to stories, lessons, and experiences of student athletes from around the world.
1: And how athletic crafts have shaped our identities. Welcome to the show. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Fundamental Podcast, where we talk about experience and stories of student-athletes from all around the world. I'm your co-host, Chang.
0: And I'm your co-host, Chloe.
1: And today, we have a very special guest joining us once again. But before we jump into the topic today and introducing our guests, we just want to thank you guys for tuning in once again to our podcast. Really appreciate it. And if you have other people that you think this podcast can benefit please share this podcast with your friends your family um, just anyone who might um, be interested so yeah but again thank you so much for tuning in and let's jump into the topic for today so Yvonne do you want to tell, your, tell our guest um, about, about yourself yeah hi my name
2: is Ivan Chavez I'm from Mexico Monterey Mexico I am making years old I'm currently in my first year at university. i I am a student athlete. I am part of the team in my university, Taekwondo team. I have been practicing Taekwondo for fifteen years. I've been part of the national Mexican national team and part of the my state's team in Taekwondo. Thank you for having me,
0: of course. Thank you so much for being here, Yvonne, and to all of our audience again, I just want to say a big thank you for tuning in today. And like Chang said, there are so many student athletes that can benefit from the stories we are about to hear and the stories that we've recorded in the past. So if you have friends or family members that you think would really be into the fundamental podcast, please give it a share. And it's working because last year um, in 2022, According to our um, platform anchor, we were the top 30 in the top 30% shared globally in podcasts. So we really appreciate you um, for spreading the word. So without further ado, let's get into the topic for today, which of course is talking about mental health and um, at a very elite level, of course, um, considering that we have a um, athlete that has been. Uh, in their craft for 15 years you said? 15 years? That's wow. So that's that's pretty significant and then we're also going to talk about goal setting but just beyond the scope of aiming for victory and always aiming for an end goal because I think that um, those goals can be easy to set and those goals can be ones that we fall back on when we don't have really good indication of where we we want to be in the short term um, but it's important to really expand and broaden um, our goal setting as well. So thank you so much for bringing that topic into our space today. So of course, um, we do a little bit of storytelling, and a little bit of sharing, but um, if you just want to give us, Yvonne, some context of just how you got into Taekwondo um, and just the the state that you're in now, like you're, you're a college student athlete, um, same. I am a swimmer from the United States, um, originally in Minnesota, but um, in college, I'm D D3 athlete, so I, I get the whole um, college student athlete experience. So um, if you want to just share with us kind of how you grew up with Taekwondo and then where you are now.
2: Yeah, well, I started uh, Taekwondo because a doctor, actually, it was very, very random. It wasn't like my parents did Taekwondo. It was very, very random. A doctor told my parents that I had a little problem with my feet, that it made me imbalanced so he told my parents you could either put him in dance or at taekwondo and well my parents chose taekwondo and ever since I've been kind of just uh gliding through the sport and when I was 10 I I met with the national team coach and in his school his dojo sort of thing uh here in Monterey and Ever since I've been competing professionally for wow. um, eight years,
0: that is that is pretty significant, I would say for sure. And um, and you, I'm sure, are into the university taekwondo. You love the team. Um, you still enjoy it and all that.
2: Yeah, I mean, definitely, it's definitely different than competing uh, at uh like at the national team. That at my university team, it's it's more not relaxed but kind of a funner environment it's a more a more wholesome environment because especially in university they really do give you the opportunity like they know you're an athlete but they also know you're a student and that's something you don't really get in the national team they they know you're an athlete they don't care what anything else just <laughs> you're the athlete and right. here at they give you the space and the time and the resources, especially the resources that you need for you to do good in your studies and do good in your sport.
0: Yeah, couldn't agree more. I'd say it's definitely been a very similar transition for me as well. So, Chang, if you just want to go ahead and get started with um, just the state of your mental health when you first um, kind of entered into sports and got really, really into, um, you know, playing a multitude of sports and then kind of at the end of your um, very competitive journey, because I know that Chang, uh, you've transitioned into um, recreational intramural teams in college, which is awesome. And we have a lot of audience members that can relate to that. And I just want to see, like, was there a shift or was there kind of a, a change? Did it get better? Did it get worse? Kind of, can you explain a little bit of that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so like as you as I mentioned in past episodes, I'm a basketball player and a golfer. Right now, just primarily focused on golf. Um, but like yeah, so I played on the varsity and the junior varsity team back in high school, and right now doing like intramural and you know, some trying to go to club golf. So, um, it definitely got slightly better in terms of just like the pressure. It's not really a sign pressure. Like if you like let's say you lose a match, it's like whatever um like it's not like only like high school like if you like each win um, matters a lot but like i certainly miss the competitiveness um of the just like how each match matters and then yeah the, uh, you try to do like the best you can um so that's why the trying to go through like club golf which is like more competitive than intramural so yeah
0: yeah awesome and I would definitely say um, for me as a swimmer, like I've um, gone through a lot of different phases of the um, kind of increasing my, my intensity level and increasing just the, the coaching um, and the whole process of just getting to more, uh, more elite level. But of course, as Yvonne mentioned, like I definitely, um, would consider my transition from club to college very similar, especially since D3 definitely looks holistically at the athlete and the person and the students. So I'm very grateful that I chose my, that path. Um, But yeah, I say, um, let's just go into the topic. I'll dive right in with talking about like the first when, yeah, I got into swimming and Um, you know, kind of my mental health, what I learned about mental health. I mean, it was definitely a program that had evolved within my club while I was um, within my, within my club and within my program. So there wasn't a whole lot when I first started. And I look at younger summers today and just the amount of resources and the amount of coaching that they get on that side of the sport is just amazing to see. And I'm, I'm, you know, as, The Minnesota swimming athlete representative. I definitely am someone that uh, rallies behind that and um, really makes sure that that's inclusive within the work that we do and the um, different goals that we set. Which um, speaking of goal setting, more on that later. But um, that's of course incorporated in so much of my um, evolution of mental health. From you know when I just started out, twenty fifteen, not really knowing a whole ton about how to you know, do this kind of balance of, you know, enjoying this the sport while pursuing excellence, while, you know, feeling like there's, there's certain pressure, whether it be, you know, from coaches, whether it be from just the, you know, comparison, the competitiveness to the self-inflicted pressure, there is definitely a lot to explore and a lot to understand. But I would say um, on this side, on the other side where, you know, I've, I've graduated from my club program, I and mean, I'm into college swimming I would say like it's definitely there, there's always more to learn there's always more to experience there's always more to explore which is just the beauty of sport itself but I would say I could confident I can confidently say that you know the 13 14 year old Chloe could definitely look at 18 year old Chloe and be like wow like you've learned a lot and I can definitely say that um a lot of that has been a part of goal setting so I can I can definitely say that um, my goal setting techniques and the support that I got for how I um, craft my goals has has been um, really important and outstanding in that process. But yeah, I would say my mental health in terms of just the the evolution between when I first started the sport and then of course, in between, you know there's there's been many ups and downs. and there was a point where I would say like mental toughness and, um, you know, just the quality of my mental health and sport was probably a, my my weakest spot within swimming. But then, you know, when you, you work on it, you use your support systems, it, um, you know, things will really turn up when you put in the work. So that's just kind of a summary of kind of what I've been through. Um, but of course, more in-depth storytelling later, I'm more curious to hear about Yvonne and um, talk to us about just when you kind of first started the uh, sport of taekwondo maybe getting into that you know national competition um, side of things and you know of course that was probably a big transition there was a lot to you know that that was probably put on your shoulders and then you know from where you are now like kind of explain the point a to point b for us
2: well i mean a hundred percent when i started like i said i was 10 i was not right mature like at all so I was just kind of gliding, didn't really, didn't really have goals. Like really, really didn't have goals. Just well, I was there, I was competing, I lost a lot, like a lot, especially during my young years, which talking about also mental health wasn't great. But now that I see myself, I wish I could talk to my past self and tell him the reason you're losing is because you don't have a goal it's just comes down to really setting up a certain like a ladder you want to be here by this point and you want to be here by this point and just kind of go on because i see i have gone through i see younger athletes that are kind of in the same way what i was doing at that age and i'm being like guys if you don't set a goal if you don't have a uh, a reason to come to training every day to give it your 100%, There's you might as well not come because there will not be any progress. And I tell them, you can choose because it's it's different if you choose it as a hobby and if you want to do it as a professional sport. If you do it as a hobby, that's fine. You can come here. You can talk to your friends. You, you can laugh. You can be be and play and do whatever and I'm not saying you cannot be happy if you choose it as an uh, as an elite as a professional thing but it's different. you have to give it more focus you cannot just come to training to see what happens. maybe maybe I'll do something good, maybe I won't maybe I will work hard maybe I won't. you know you really have to have a a a trail that you want to follow a place you where you want to be. And someone the older told me that and when I realized that everything changed I'm from 10 to 12 I went to uh the national they're sort of here in Mexico they' sort of like a national a national competition where if you win you get to be part of the national team and if you don't well you don't so when she told me, hey you're you're coming here and you don't know what you want to do and I said like oh oh yeah you're right <laughs> I I I don't know what I want to do. And I really decided that next year, I was going to the World Championships. It took me a year. From the moment I realized I want to be here, I want to work hard, I want to I want to do better, I want to be better in my sport, World Championships the next year. It's almost like magic, but it's mental. It's 100% mental. It's 100% goals. Goal setting is probably the most important thing besides mental health of in the world of sports.
0: Right. Wow. That's I absolutely love that story and just that that shift and that deciding moment where you told yourself that 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 moment that that saying that you'd be able to go to the world championships, like that would be yours. That's so like wonderful to just hear about an athlete kind of um you know deciding to pursue that and I would say I have something very similar you know where I can where, where you were talking about that story and I immediately recalled one of my coaches at um just like a regional meet in in the summer at one point and it was when my mental health was at a pretty low spot and I remember like just having very poor reactions to like my swims and my times because it was just not where I wanted to be. But I I think it was really a defining moment when my coach sat me down and asked like, okay, where do you want this sport to move forward for you? Like, where where do you see this going for yourself? Is this you know like are you getting caught up in just you know the outcome and you know this shining you know, moment that seems so, you know, great, you know, as in comparison to like all of your other teammates and everything, like what, what is it, what's in it for you? And of course that's, you know, goal setting and creating healthy goals, defining success, defining what, you know, what it means to be able to get back up when things don't go your way that directly contributes to betterment of your mental health, I think, because, you know, when you set healthy goals and you're able to see that you are achieving things that you set out for yourself and you, you know, like Yvonne said, you have a trail that you've set out for yourself. It's personalized for you. Then you can see your own progress. And of course, when, you know, we can see that progress, that should automatically make us feel the sense of satisfaction and reward within what we do. And I think just being able to really, like, especially not only in my training, but then also how I had curated this other side of the sport, which is my leadership and my role in governance within the my state, um, within my sport and everything, like being able to do that for the past few years has really shaped who I am as a person, as, as an athlete, as just the swimmer I am today. So I can say that, you know, de- deciding that that was going to be kind of a unique part of how I define success in my sport helped me not only within that sector of, you know, my leadership and governance, but it helped within the pool too. It helped me because I was confident. I was happy. I was seeing that the goals that I was creating for generations of emerging leaders within the pool were coming into fruition. Like I could see that there were younger kids that were being inspired by by, you know, Minnesota Swing, what we were doing, but then also, like, I just feel like I was a mentor, and, you know, Yvonne, I think that it's really important when you mentioned that there's younger kids that you, you know, want to get this message across, like, don't, not necessarily, like, don't make the same mistakes that I did, because it's, of course, course, a learning process, but you want to see these kids thrive and grow, so being able to just, like, I guess, take your lessons learned and, like, kind of put that out there for them, I think it's just so beneficial and it's so special when we can really, um, when we can really like make our, make our progress that we've created within our sport sustainable for, you know, all the younger athletes to come for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go 100%. ahead.
2: Yeah. I 100% agree with you. I think it's, I see these kids younger than me and I just want to speed up the process that like what I what it took me a year to learn, I wanted to take less. And it's not only beneficial for them, but it's also beneficial for me. Because I don't know if it's something that you have experienced, but when you see someone else committing the same mistakes that you are or that you have, you kind of realize like, oh, you you see it more than when it's only yourself committing the mistakes. So uh, my coach really implemented this and it, and he didn't tell me he was doing it until I kind of stepped out of the elite world that he assigned me some kids for me to teach. And the reason why he assigned me those kids for me to teach is because some of the, not only uh, mental mistakes they were committing, but actual mistakes in the sport they were committing, I was committing them too. I was doing them too so when you see it in someone else you kind of realize oh i'm doing the same thing you know so it's really helpful not only for the kids for the younger generation but for yourself
0: right no i couldn't agree more and i know we had like a little bit of an excited moment but Chang, um you go right ahead i know you're gonna say something
1: yeah absolutely yeah Chang, just uh, addressing like the points I guys brought up regarding just like uh, when you set a goal, like you just want to achieve it, you put your 110% into it. and you try to like just uh, reach for the stars. Um, Definitely agree to that. Like definitely saw like a lot of like tech definitely like for me as well, not just for sports, but for school as well. Like, if you put uh, your like, if I want to like get an A in this class, like, you know, just set my mind to it. Now we'll get an A in the class. So yeah, that's definitely agree, agree with that. And definitely regarding like the making mistakes along the way. And definitely it's a true to outside of sports as well. So like, yeah, my dad wants like one thing to do certain kind of things, but like yeah, because he doesn't want to like want me to like struggle as much as he did. but like personally, I didn't really like you know agree with some of the things that he wanted me to do because like I just think that it's better for me to like if I I just like because the uh, times are different, that's for one thing, and the other's just like, if I make a mistake, that's fine. I still got time. I can still like. I can learn from my mistakes. I get to like. I get to see it. I get just uh, experience it by myself and just remember. Okay, I don't. I won't make the mistake again. So yeah, definitely, just agree with both of your points.
0: Yeah, and I want to. I want to just go back to like the importance of being able to establish like a really great connection within your sphere of influence of your sport. So whether it be in college, whether it be in the club. Um, it's so important to just be able to find people that you know can be mutually beneficial where like you can definitely learn something from them. You can either be inspired from them, you can, you know, learn from their technique from like a technical standpoint, like just what's physically going on with your your athletic craft or um, you know, how you might give advice to each other or something like whatever the case may be, you should find some, person or on your team or, you know, I think young kids just do so well with, you know, teaching us not only to, you know, have fun within the sport and then just cherish like those, you know, small moments of like victory and, you know, having, having a blast with their teammates and stuff. Of course, that's so fun to see, but also when we can, you know, really instruct them and we can help them, you know, kind of become better people, better leaders um, just better, better athletes as a whole. I think that's just so rewarding and satisfying to see. I mean, Yvonne, I can probably guess that, you know, when these kids are listening to you or when they're getting advice from you or, you know, when they probably heard you talk about like goal setting and the importance of showing up and being present with the, the things that you have in mind and the things that you want to achieve. I'm sure that was pretty, you know, inspiring to them. So, you know, to be able to recognize that you inspired someone, that's pretty cool within sport. And, you know, I would say that's that's also another goal, you know, that is often overlooked. I don't know, um, Yvonne, I'm curious if that's something that you found within the sport of taekwondo. But the ability to inspire people by either your performance or by action in any way is a goal within sport that I think is just so overlooked and it's actually one of my biggest goals because I think that for me, I've honed in on my strengths where I think that's a goal that I have achieved at a very high level within swimming. But I'm curious to, to ask you, like, have you seen that goal being overlooked and, you know, how do you kind of want to change that?
2: I mean, not for me, it was really like, someone else inspired me in such a way that I wanted, that it, it impacted me so much that it stayed with me until I was at my point where I, at a point where I could inspire someone else. So that's kind of the way that it happened to me, that it was so important for me, that other person, that older person, that my mentor, I called, I called her my mentor because she really was the one that pushed me to my greatest uh, possible level and she really really inspired me that it stuck with me and I kind of wanted to inspire someone else and I hope not I don't know I will not know because I'm not training with them right now but I hope that they inspire a younger generation in the future so that's kind of what happened with me with the whole thing of inspiration but I I 100% agree it's uh, sometimes we focus so much about ourselves, about our goals, that we forget to give and give what we learn. I mean, giving what we learn, is our greatest legacy.
0: Wow, I think that should be a motivational Monday quote, if you uh, could agree with me, Cheng, I think, wow, giving in our sport is our greatest legacy. That is, that is amazing, and I couldn't agree more, and yeah, I would say like our ability to, you know, inspire other people and be inspired. I mean, that's, that's my life motto in itself is to inspire and be inspired. So I think that's just, you hit the, um, you, you hit that point exactly right, right on. So I'm really glad that you said that. And in terms of your personal goals, I know that we talked about um, gift giving within our sport, but in terms of your personal goals What was a particular goal that you have had within the sport of taekwondo that seemed almost impossible to kind of achieve until you maybe kind of incorporated something better with your mental health? Like your mental health changed and all of a sudden, like, there was maybe a change in the goal. Um, And maybe, maybe maybe that was the story that you already gave us. Um, about the world championships within a year which is still crazy but um yeah do you have do you have a story to share about that one
2: yeah the the world championship stories is definitely one but a goal uh something that really improved with my mental health was when I went to my first my very first national well here in Mexico I kind of have to explain how it works here in Mexico we have sure. our state team. Which we have a sort of a competition where we choose our state team, and then that state team kind of goes to the national, to nationals where it's called Olimpiada Nacional or National Olympics. Sort of here in Mexico, that's a, that's a big competition you can look for in Mexico. And uh, in my very very first uh, nationals was when I was twelve. Yeah, 12 and I won silver and lots of people say like, oh, you won silver. This is great. Like, and it just that silver destroyed me. Mentally, it destroyed me. I was like, there was this uh, story about or this experiment where they asked Olympic athletes like their happiness level. And the third place was always happier than the second place, even though the second place was, uh, had a higher, higher outcome. And so it was literally like that. I was destroyed and it took, and it destroyed me so much, like my mental health. It destroyed me so much that I didn't even, I wasn't even part of the state team the next year. It took me two more years of training, not only physically, but mentally for me to be able to get again in the state team and to go to nationals again because the the pressure was on my my state wanted to wanted to be the the state with most uh medals overall and it was like re, like that our coaches were really pressuring us like they were telling us it's gold or it's nothing basically which is you know, a lot of pressure especially for a 12 year old
0: right oh my goodness
2: so it took me years for me for me to recover from that so when I went again uh at 2019 to to the to the nationals to nationals I didn't care you know and I not that I didn't care it's like I was more confident of myself of uh, Of my training. I 100% think that confidence is key for everything. Uh, And you're not going to get that confidence if you don't work hard. So it kind of goes by hand. So you cannot be really confident and not work. It doesn't work like that. So until I was confident with myself, confident with my ability, confident of the amount of work that I had put into, you know, winning, not winning, but being my best self I went to nationals I won gold I competed in three more categories I won gold I became the male with the male with most gold medals in my home state in the whole in all the sports I got a lot of sort of awards of uh, best athlete and stuff like that from the governor and stuff like that and I and it and now I see my silver medal from my very first nationals and I like that medal more than my gold medals because that medal was the one that pushed me to become to really work on myself and to become the best version of myself and I went from being and that medal really pushed me in all of other competitions like I went from being placing ninth in the world championships to placing fifth last year because of that medal. So I love that medal. That that's from that medal that that medal that once destroyed my whole mental health, that destroyed my life basically. It now it's my favorite medal. All the gold medals in the world couldn't replace that medal.
0: All right. I hope our audience. Tuned in a little harder, listened a little bit more, turned out the volume, because I know you can't see people in podcasts, but I'm smiling from ear to ear with that story. That is outstanding. Like I I love just the, even the the context of the medal to the to where you again like this deciding moment and just this this course of action where you're the best version, like you said, you use the words best version of yourself. You brought the best version of yourself in you decided that was going to be what the competition feared. Not necessarily this person that wanted to, you know, seek this ultimatum of like just getting gold and, you know, being the best. And it was what you brought to, like what, what defined your best self. So I think just the way that you phrased it, the way that you told that story, it was absolutely amazing. So I'm really hoping the audience uh, listened well for that one. And yeah, I would I would just definitely say that those those key moments where we can almost kind of affirm our younger self or our um, ability to rebound, like that can be some of the the ways that we attain the greatest victory, that we can really see this, you know, outstanding moment where you know we might we might envision it, you know, when we're younger and, and things, but I think honestly one of the brightest moments within athleticism and and sport itself is looking back and thanking her past self and thanking our flaws and saying that these are what made our you know smooth ride these are these are the things that we decided on we acted upon like these were catalysts for the change that we were set to do and set to to be be become and I think that um Being able to realize that not only for ourselves, I think we gave two great examples, not only for ourselves, but for others, you know, being able to like look around with our with our teammates and maybe we've achieved that ourselves. But I think the next step would be to, you know, kind of have this awareness within our team and say, are there people struggling the same the way I did? Are there people that are being held back by something that I recognize that I that I had struggled with within in the past and how can we uplift them and how can we carry them forward because I think especially within university and I'm sure you can agree that everything is so incredibly team oriented so so many things are you know if you don't have the team with you you know that's you didn't do it by yourself nothing was done by yourself so I think it's just so incredibly special to be able to, you know, kind of recognize that within ourselves, but then also be able to challenge others to find that same kind of story, that evolution um, that you just mentioned, because that's pretty special, I would say. Yeah,
2: yeah. definitely. I yeah, hundred percent.
1: Yeah, I just ah uh, yeah just uh, really just like coming coming back to that point regarding just like because I I can just talk about like one of the professional athletes. Uh, Tony now is you guys know him, he's like a very famous golfer. And he just, uh, in his first couple years, already in his career, he like got a lot of second places, finishing top in the majors, the major, major championships in the golf. and But he just uh, couldn't get up. He only had one win. He only uh, can only win like once or twice. Actually only once in the kind of, first couple years. And then just this past season, he won like twice back to back. So it kind of just like it comes down to like hard work and just like believing yourself, good building confidence, and sometimes uh, I think to also just like wait a little bit, like just to believe that hey, you put in the work, your moment will come eventually. So yeah,
0: right, right. It's that work in silence that sometimes, um, is really what we need.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I just want to say, um, mm-hmm. so to all the athletes listening, uh because it really happened to me, don't only work yourself physically, work yourself mentally. It's, it's 50-50, to be honest, it's 50-50. M- your mental strength is equal to your physical strength. That's the most important thing. If my 15 years at Taekwondo have told me taught me anything, is that mental health is as important or even more important than physical strength. Yep.
0: I can definitely say, um, I'm hearing you on that one for sure, and I think swimming has definitely given me that that lesson too. And even just to you know solidify that statement into like a concrete story, I'll just talk about my past um, college season that I just had, and <clears throat> of course there was a lot of changes within the season um, for training, for coaches. I mean, I'm 1,800 miles away from home. So, I mean, it's pretty substantial. It's a pretty substantial change for me as as someone that, you know, really loves the sport and loves the sport from where I come from. So to take that passion to take that zeal for the sport and translate it into a whole different environment was definitely one of the biggest challenges thus far, you know, within the season. And there were also some aspects, technically, where I had to change, you know, my favorite stroke, butterfly. I mean, that I do butterfly and I am, and those were, um, you know, my, my love for the 200 fly was challenged because it gave me a lot of grief over the season. And that was definitely something that was very challenging for me to understand and um, rebound again and again, duel me after duel me, and you know, kind of look at micro victories as something worthwhile rather than just saying like, Oh, I'm way off my best time. Like I- I'm just not there anymore. Or like, what is wrong with my physical strength? I used to be like, I used to crush this event, like what's happening. So there are definitely a lot of challenges in that aspect. And, you know, especially leading up to championship season, um, you know, I was really, really hoping that I could pull through because the coaches, you know, were talking about, you know, our conference meet with, with you know, talking up a storm about it. In practice, I was so excited. I was like, I need to deliver, especially as you know, someone that's a freshman that kind of needs to kind of prove their place on this team. Yeah, you know, I really wanted to affirm my impact, and um, of course, I define that now as the the leader that I have become on the team, but. Of course, it matters most with um, how you score and how you contribute um, athletically. So I would say I really just started focusing on the the mental side when I couldn't completely scare away the doubt that was in my head with my physical training because I had trained my butt off, right? Like, I mean, everyone around me and including myself, we've trained hard, but I've always been someone that's dealt with this inevitable, You know, backseat driver of doubt. That's just told me, like, are you sure? Are you ready? You know, if or you know, you're not, you're not quite there or something. And I know that's inevitable. But at this point, instead of trying to focus on that and trying to just battle that throughout throughout the you know championship season and coming down to the conference conference meet, I decided, okay, well, I'm gonna do all the things in my power mentally because my mental toughness and my anti-fragility me- mindset and all of that mental side of swimming um, has turned into my strength so I'm going to use my strength over time I built this as my strength so why not use it so I decided that I was going to gratitude journal I was going to spend time with the water not just in training but also outside of training just be the water, feel the water, you know, be in that element that I, I love and just going back to the roots of why, why I love swimming and doing it for me. And I found that I was probably the happiest that I had been, not only all of that season, but within a really long time, within like just this these past, I would say the past year and a half, because the past year and a half has definitely a lot of training without like some pretty substantial results, and there's not necessarily a buildup in terms of results. I mean, my my championship season did go well. Um, there's more to work on and things, but I think the the most substantial aspect of the story that I want to get across is that like the swimmer that I was in the water felt the most authentic that I had felt. In a really long time, because I was swimming for me, and I was swimming because I had built up this swimmer that was happy and passionate, and you know, being able to say yes, like that's the same person that is eighteen hundred miles away in Minnesota. You know, like that's that's the same girl, that's the same athlete. So, I think being able to say that I can safely translate my passion into you know this environment where I can now for the next you know three four years i think that's really awesome to say
1: yeah absolutely so like i kind of just want to like just build off of both of your points or uh, like kind of just kind of your guys point kind of lead to my idea of goal setting in general so like when i'm training for golf i know this might sound a little bit controversial but so maybe something different i would say it's like i give myself a goal that's like I have a little chance of like not happening little probability happening however i don't be myself uh be myself down if i don't achieve it like i look at more of like the progress in between instead of like the angle and like the big angle in the end so let's say that's one of my big examples I, i've tried to like my goal but during my senior season also right now should i break even basically um you don't shoot under you don't shoot over par um you just like it's just break even um however i don't really so I, I go out and play rounds right and then i just don't let's say i shoot like 10 over or 12 over it's not my goal right but i don't beat myself down on it i was i see it, okay it used to be i used to be worse like i did like i play holes i play these holes well i drove the ball straight um i hit my pass pretty good that's kind of like that's kind of just looking at like the small progress I'm making, and every time I say during progress I get worse, I shall worse score. Okay, I just look at okay, what well, part that I did not do goes so good this time around? Is it because of my driving? Was it because of my putting? Or because of my short game? And just uh, focus on these parts, uh, my like these low parts in between, and I work on them, and now you just like slowly and slowly get better. This is especially for true for golf. Like once you like reach. A certain level, especially when you just start in a sport, especially, and you actually reach this certain points. Like okay, you are like not really beginner, but you're not really like advanced either. You're just like intermediate, it's actually like getting harder and harder to improve because, yeah, it's just like some of the skills, um, just in the see. That's when you really start to see like where your weaknesses are. So yeah, kind of just like my I guess my idea, just like slow step by step, um, build up your skills. And don't try to like beat yourself down if you don't just reach like your goal, like your end goal, um, in the end, like immediately. So that's why I've been just saying in the past episodes, I set objectives, not really goals. So as yes, objectives, you achieve each objective, um, you can still like keep going afterwards. Or if you achieve, if you just set a goal, one, you do not, you probably if you're not gonna achieve, it, you're gonna feel bad about it. And also like after you achieve it, you feel like okay, there's nothing else to improve on, which is certainly like just not true in like in sports or school and just any other context. So yeah, it's kind right. of my idea. Of course, I,
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. Thanks. I a hundred percent agree, especially what you said at the beginning about setting this really crazy far away goals or objectives. Uh one thing I hate is when people tell me, be realistic. I think this sense, this realism, this be realistic is sort of a way to hold, it holds you back. Maybe you will not reach that crazy goal today, maybe not in a year, but you will reach it. If you work hard, if you, you know, my grandpa used to say, uh, shoot for the moon and you'll reach a star. So even if you don't reach that uh, crazy, very, very far away goal, you would reach something close, and maybe if you're closer, you will finally reach that big goal that people tell you, no, be realistic, don't do it, uh, the, it's not, it's not a goal that you're going to achieve, that's just, that's that holds you back, and being realistic and setting those uh, uh goals that you you say well I'm not gonna be able to achieve this so I might as well achieve this. That's just giving up. Don't give up. Don't don't be realistic. Uh, be crazy with your goals. Just if people tell you the more people tell you you're crazy, the more let it fuel you. Let it give you more energy and let make you work harder so you can one day go to them and it's not the goal but it's it's happy when you 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 can go to them and say remember that goal you told me I was not being realistic well here it is
0: right oh my goodness that's that's quite the feeling for sure let let those doubters fool you um and yeah I would say like you know being being crazy with your goals or saying you know that oh like this person is too ambitious or like they know need to kind of chill out with you know the the timeline in which they want to achieve this or something nah you you can definitely see people do some pretty amazing things out there for sure, yeah, so, definitely
1: yeah, I kind yeah. of just a uh, kind of just resonating on regarding that point. like the thing is a lot of people say like, oh, it's not realistic. like the reason why like, I come up with those goals is because I watch professional sports. Um professional I see professional athletes do it. Like they can achieve that score. So I think, okay, why can't I do it? And then the other buffs that are people actually mentioned, they've okay, you're not a professional athlete, but yeah, that means you're not going to achieve the same things. I was like, maybe you just like prove them wrong. Or well, maybe just like work towards it as close as I can. Um yeah. So like, yeah, so like they say it's like, um, I guess I don't know what's the best way to phrase this, but just like, yes, yeah, it's set goals. So it's like crazy. Uh, actually, in quotation marks, crazy says it's like, it's definitely possible. It's 100% possible. To be honest, anything is possible if you actually think about it. Just like uh, different probabilities. But like, yeah, just uh, in the end, just shoot for the stars. Um, Do whatever you, yeah, do like what you can. Just put a 100% effort into it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. And you know, there's nothing wrong with being inspired by the professional athletes out there. And of course, there's different different people that hold certain impacts from the mentor that Yvonne mentioned to the professional athletes, to um even if you can use your past self as inspiration, if you can use your coaches, your teammates as an inspiration, um, of course the the main goal is to, to be inspired so you can create your goals and create your own story of success, whatever that may look like for you. So we definitely covered a whole ton from, oh my goodness, we we started off with talking about a little bit of mental health, a little bit of goal setting, but this this narrative that we kind of set out to, to discuss today, ended up just flourishing into this like really amazing um, time of storytelling and talking about inspiration, talking about um, you know being able to come to peace with our our past flaws, with our past doubt, with um, the mistakes that we have made, or um, even just being able to pass on our legacy as a gift to younger kids or being able to to just give back and and in whatever capacity with how we want to see our sport move forward all of those things have just been so wonderful and so beneficial for our audience out there so I if I were in the audience listening in I would just feel so reignited and ready to just take on the day or night, wherever you are, uh, wherever you are listening to us today. But uh, we really appreciate you um, being here. And of course, thank you so much to Yvonne. We are so incredibly grateful for your stories and your wisdom and your message, um, because that is really what makes this podcast happen. We're very thankful for our guests and if you would like to be a guest on the podcast, they, we have a form to sign up within our bio, but then also um, if you have certain people that you know would be a great guest on the podcast, feel free to send us their contact information and we will reach out to them too. Um, but with any last final remarks, is there is there anything Yvonne that you would like to say to the audience or um, just give any thank you or, or anything? Um, that you'd like to say
2: uh, thank you for having me it's been a pleasure It's really fun uh, to share my story To and I hope this inspires people I hope um, people really there's a a lack that I see in the world of sports when it comes to mental health and I think this is a great podcast uh, that really gives a spotlight where it Needs to be in the world of sports in mental health in the mental health aspect. So, thank you for having me and thank you for sharing that.
0: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Before we for just wrapping up here, we just a lot to do. Going with some logistics as always. So. Just to begin, um, if you haven't um, checked out, if you already like this episode or you haven't got an opportunity to check out past episodes, I highly recommend you guys to uh, check those out. We have some amazing guests from all around the country or around the world um, to just uh, come and speak with telling us their stories. Um, it's just absolutely amazing. So yeah, just please check them out. And as Chloe mentioned, we have four, if you want to be a guest, we have a topic that you guys want us to uh, discuss. Um, we can definitely um, add you guys to, to a list, just sign up in a Google form, um, in our link tree on Instagram. And yeah, um, just much appreciated. And then we just, we're just always looking to talk to all kinds of people. So yeah, just feel free to send us a DM or just fill out that form or so sort of reach out to you guys. And while you're on Instagram, please also check out our Motivation on Monday, basically where we post quotes from professional athletes, visit um, motivational quotes um just so uh, give you guys the energy to power through the week and they just give you the motivation needed and i'm pretty sure that's everything right
0: i think you got everything there's definitely a growing list as the podcast goes on but um of course share with your friends share with your family and um of course yeah just cheers to all of all the amazing athletes that we've had on this podcast. And if you want to be one of them, feel free to uh, shoot us a DM, email, all that. So thank you, Chang, for sharing that. So um, this was an awesome episode. Thank you very much to all of you. And uh, have a good rest of your day. Go crush it. Have a good evening, good night, wherever you may be. And uh, this was your co-host, Chloe. And this was
1: your co-host, Chang.
0: This was your fundamental podcast. Thank you.
1: See you guys next time.